Farpoint Media, powered by Podango. Welcome to another episode of the ADD Cast. This time, we are coming to you live from Sweetwater Tavern in beautiful, sunny downtown Hooterville, uh, Centerville. There's a downtown in Centerville? Yeah, 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 and we're down in the town, in Centerville. (laughs) And uh, I am here with uh, the one, the only guest that would not leave, Mr. T. Morris. Hello again. Who is acting as my audio engineer? Trying to anyway. This is going to be this. This is a, a new a new thing. You you basically just sit back and let me. Do yeah, all the this tweaking. Is, this is very different for me. I, <laughs> uh, I, I guess I am uh, the uh, in the Evo Terra seat this week. That you are. That you are, my friend. That you are. And uh, the reason we chose the Sweetwater Tavern is because they are a brew pub, and you know what that means. Come on, come on. The first drink of the day. Hold it closer. Oh my god, it's coming through. That's good. Yeah. This is the first drink of the day, and I will take the lead since I'm engineering and trying to mix all this stuff together. I am having the pale face summer wheat. It is described as a German-style wheat beer, unfiltered with a banana clove flavor, excellent hot weather thirst quencher. And, Paul, what are you having? I am having the Great American Restaurant's Pale Ale, which is a lovely 2002 bronze medal winner. It's fruity. It's copper-colored. And uh, it's got a nice... It's a beer and a floor wax. That's right. <laughs> you shimmer. There you go. It's lovely. It's actually a very nice beer. You see, I'm not really tasting banana. Actually, now I do kind of taste a banana-ish flavor in it. But I will say, I'm not one for the uh, the other reason why we're here. Oh, you go right ahead. Go right ahead. Thank you. The other reason why we're here was that originally we were supposed to have Phil Rossi join us. Um, doesn't help that I gave him the wrong directions, and I was sober when I did that too. I want you to know that. No oak, arrogant bastard. Nothing like that. I just gave him the wrong address to the wrong suite. Yes. Oh, yeah. thank you again. Well, you know, we'll have to apologize and make it up to Phil later we will. and, uh, we and will. buy him a beer. The other reason that while we're here is that in, in the Centerville, Manassas area, when you want to find really good microbrews, Sweetwater Tavern, which is where we're at in beautiful downtown Centerville, Virginia, is really the best that we can do. Hooterville. Hooterville. That's it. I mean... It's nice. I mean, it's 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 nice, but but in Manassas, the deeper you get into Manassas, microbrews just aren't there, and it really bugs me. There's there's nothing in Manassas. Now don't go that far. I'm not going to go that far. I am very happy in Manassas because we have a terrific Thai restaurant. Do you like Thai food? I think I've been there. It's, it's called Thai Secret. Yeah, I've and it's in Old Town Manassas. Right. Great. But, Thai but food. you know, you said you have a terrific Thai restaurant, and I knew which one it was. We also have a Vietnamese restaurant. And we, go right ahead. Go right yep. ahead. We're doing good. we got a Vietnamese restaurant, and uh, what else do we have? We have a gun store. We, oh, we, have, we have many gun stores. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's Manassas. <laughs> yep, we got a couple of truck stops. No, we don't have any truck stops. We have, no, we, no we, 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 have, we have a rest stop outside between Centerville and Manassas. Oh, we have okay. that. Yeah. But, um, but, I mean, it... It, it, now I will say we, we are having something coming out to Manassas 
Although it's technically in Gainesville, but yeah. it, in my opinion, it's close enough that it's Manassas. Is this called television? No. <laughs> you watch yourself, Fisher, okay? You watch yourself. I'll, I'll have you sleep with Sigler and Hutch, okay? <laughs> see how, see how, how long you last in that room. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyway, so um, uh, there's, there's a new restaurant opening in January 07 yeah. called uh, the American Tap Room. Ooh, that sounds promising. It sounds very promising. And they got all this stuff about, you know, stuff like that. But, but, but right now, if you want really unique beers that are not Bush, Coors yeah. Light, basically crap. Um, that would be American piss water beer. Pretty much. Uh, you come to a place like Sweetwater because they, they, they have their own brews. And I got to say, this is, for, for German wheat beer, I mean, I can't see through it. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I can't cloudy. see through it. It's cloudy, but it's, it's got a nice golden color to it. it really, well, have a sweet. Right. Tell, tell me what you think. I find it very crisp. So it, it, you know, if beer was a lemonade, that would be it. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's very crisp, very clean, refreshing. And I, I'm going to reach yeah, over take, and have Take that. a hit of the pale ale. Ooh, that's got a nice nose. Yeah. Really nice. It, it, it's smooth. It's got a little bit of hoppy finish to it. Not, little, not over little, that. little hoppy. Oh, dude, I've been drinking Blue Heron. Okay, the Blue Heron. Uh, you're, you're, you're drinking the Evo Terra, the Evo Terra Yeah, beer. I think I, I really. I, I started out drinking, drinking more along the lines of uh, Mike Benengue, just going for the smooth and the malt. Right. And um, there's something about the hop high that just makes me ignore the whole bitter thing. So um, I, I hear you. Well, the see. I, I know I've said this on, on, on the ADD cast before. I know I've said this on other uh, other casts. I think the top of my scale for hoppy beers that I can drink is currently the Oak Arrogant Bastard. That's about it. That's some coming. What? Yeah, I know you. I know we do. Some coming. Well, yeah, we're we're also. Did I did I mention already that we were uh, that that this is the show before Dragon Con? This is this is the uh, this is the pre Dragon Con the ADD, Dragon ADD cast. Con. So uh, it's Tuesday. Yeah, when, when do you leave? Thursday? I leave. I leave tomorrow. You, oh, Wednesday you I start driving Wednesday. down. You're yeah. driving. Driving down with uh, John John Smar and Laura Burns. They're two survivalists. And they're, they're also, they're what I call, if I had a thousand fans like John and Laura, I'd be really, really, I'd, I'd be doing fine. I'd be doing fine as a writer. Yeah. Because... John and Laura kind of latched on to me at my very first Balticon, Balticon 36. Let's step in the Wayback Machine to Balticon 36. Yeah, when, uh, when, when T. Morris with his one book and one box of books and, you know, I had, I had 13 books I was hoping to sell. I, was ho- I would have been happy if I'd sold four. And I wound up selling the entire box while I was there. But <clears throat> John and Laura literally followed me to every, after they saw me at my first panel they followed me to every panel that I went to and um, they um, they they said uh, they, they came up to me after one panel they said Mr. Morris we just want you to know we're not stalking you we just really like what you have to say and I was like okay I think and John and Laura have always been there they're just they're just you know they'll drop me an email they go hey we, we're going to Worldcon we know you can't do you have any promotional items you want us to take up with us you know, they drop it off the freebie table for me and stuff like that. They're really good cool. people. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, John and Laura, they, they're attendees at Balticon. But at RavenCon in Richmond, which you need to get your sorry ass to next year, 
Yeah, someone, someone yeah. has sort of asked me to participate. Yeah, in yeah, to. yeah. Um, Something about a forty-eight hour podcast. There we go. God, I, I still don't think we could do that. I think it's, I think it's a really sick idea. But anyway, but yeah. the point I'm getting at is that John and Laura were actually guesting because John, a lot of people don't know about John, is that John is a, is, a, is he's an MD. He studies viruses, so he was one of our science guests. Laura is a freelance contractor with NASA. And she's actually working on the James... Oh, I, I can't remember if she's working on... She's doing some type of work with the James Webb Telescope. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so she gave, like, a NASA presentation at, uh, you know, there. And it's... Just, I mean, John and Laura are really cool people. And they were terrific guests at RavenCon last year. So... Cool. That's really awesome. So I'm, I'm carpooling down with them. We're, we're driving down. We don't know if we're going to make it in one trip. If we make it in one trip, we'll just... We'll just find like a Motel Six outside of uh, outside of Atlanta, and then I'll be the first one to arrive. And then I, I think you should uh, stay at Steve Ely's house. <laughs> I think you should just show up and say, "Look, dude, we'll just sleep on the floor." Oh, Steve is like the nicest guy. He's great, Steve. Steve, and, and and what I like about Steve Ely is he's got a terrific voice that you can do really good impersonations of. Don't you agree? I, I really do. <laughs> Steve without practicing first. Exactly, exactly. I don't know what I'm doing right now. Yeah. It's kind of Brooklyn. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Steve Ely's good people. Yeah, he um, is. I guess you could call you could call him literally the um, uh, who was it? Who was He's it? The got a mafia that followed oh, him no, around. Oh no! Shit! At man. Worldcon, it was. I was just amazed. See, I figure I will. I I believe I will not have arrived yeah. as a patio book author until Steve. Publishes one of my stories, and and uh, he he, he he's, he I actually got I broke him down. He said that he's got a story from Arthur Reed. Oh, and, and, and then I, I and then I got him to to admit that he uh, he might be able to find a story for me. And I, I I'm, I'm not positive. I'm not positive. But I think it was a Robert jo- Robert J Sawyer story. Yeah, that would be cool. Now you see, uh, I'd be fine. I, I I wish he would call me to, to read more stories. I really enjoyed reading. For him on Escape Pod, but I got to tell you, the one story that I did for, yeah. for Escape Pod, not only was it just a really enjoyable experience, but it was like it was a, it was a great high for me because I got to work with another another podcaster that I really admire. I don't did you hear did you hear I the party book? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was it was. Are you ready for the end of the world? And they paired me up with Paul S. Jenkins of the Rev Up Review, and I love Paul. I've been a I don't even know how I found his podcast. I can't remember how I found it. I just remember hearing the um, hearing a promo for it. Did I hear a promo for it? I, I honestly don't remember. I just remember hearing somebody mention it. So I went on ahead and I, I subscribed for it. I've been there since episode one, and I love the Rev Up Review. It's so much fun to listen to. I, he, have, I have not listened to that one yet. It's like it's you know what it's like. It's like this. It's like this, only instead of having as much outside noise and having the belching, it's with a Brit. So that means you're in a pub, soft lighting, and you're just sitting around having a pint, you know, shooting shit. And that's what I dig about Paul, but it's shooting shit uh, spec fixed on. Okay? So cool. it's, yeah, yeah, I love it. I love Rev Up Review. Um, but anyway, so, um, so yeah. Um, so if I, never, if I never read for Steve Ely again... At least I've got that experience with Paul S. Jenkins. Albeit, I wouldn't mind. I would like to see him publish something. There's just one problem. I'm not one for the short stories. 
I, I try writing a short story and it becomes chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I, it, you know, it's the tritest thing to say. It's the fan, most fanboy thing to say. And I stopped saying it after, like, uh, uh, I said it like three or four times at Worldcon to real authors. I said, yeah, I have a story idea in my head, but I actually haven't put my ass in, in, in the chair yet. And, and that's what's required. I actually have to sit down and write. You have to now, sit down and write. It's, it, it's, it's if not... I wasn't, you know, vying for, for two spots as chief architect on two half-billion-dollar projects, I might have some time to sit down and write, aside from, you know, jaunting around the country visiting sci-fi conventions. And I, and I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care how big you are as a writer. Sometimes you're going to... Oh, a double bumper. Sometimes... You're not going to have the time to write. And it sucks. It sucks the life out of you. August, I had not written Jack Squat. Because, man, this beer's got some serious gas to it. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, it, it, and also it doesn't help on the current diet that I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of greens. Lots of greens. But anyway, so, um, so, I mean, sometimes life just gets in the way. And for the past... Three weeks, life has been getting in the way, and I haven't been able to write checks. And it's not—it's not writer's block; it's just time. I can't get—I can get my butt in front of the computer, but I'm doing something else other than writing, and it's—it's—I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, what are you going to do? And you know, I'm not, my, I just—I just find it hard to believe when these authors, some of these authors that you and I have both met. Yeah. At, at various cons, and they say, "Well, you're not a real author if you don't make the time. You're not a real author if you don't do this." You know, you know what? Fuck you, pal. I mean, I'm sorry, but you're going to have times where life will get in the way. That, that's very true. But you know, you, you've said it before. I've said it, uh, and, and a lot of big authors have said it as well. If you want to be a writer, you have to write. You do. I have this great idea for a short story. I'm not, not going to say it on the air. I want to. I want to actually. Uh, want to have you and Rich Siegfried do the read for it and release it as a, a little play. This isn't where the guy goes back in time to shoot his grandfather who was a Nazi. No. Okay. Good. Yeah. Has nothing to do with that. As far as I know, this is a completely and totally original idea. Good luck. <laughs> it is. It is. I, as far as I know, and. Uh, Again, just have to get asked into chair, which will not be happening until at least at least a week after uh, Dragon Con. And, and let's not forget too, Paul, that not only are you um, not only are you doing. Hold on a minute. Quick sound check. Okay. How am I sound? Oh, I sound fine. Okay, that's fine. Did I have? Yeah, I had them on backwards. Yeah. Not only. So you're hearing me in the other ear now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not only are you. Um, not only are you doing uh, uh, the the job, you know, yeah. looking for looking for gigs with um, as as a, as a chief engineer. Let's keep in mind that you're also doing how many podcasts? You've got the ADD cast. Four. Yeah, yeah. You're suffering from you're suffering from meningasia and, and evilitis. I mean, yeah. you, you got you got the ADD cast. You got the Balt you got this cast, the Balticon podcast, not this cast. This is the ADD cast. This is the ADD cast. Bears hit me pretty hard, but I'm okay. I'm good. All right, good. So I got the ADD cast. You got the Balticon podcast. You've right. got Cervicol. Right. 
Which how, how's the production on that going, by the way? We are uh, we have recorded ten out of thirteen chapters. Chapter eleven appears so you're to just, be cursed. So you're waiting until it's done and then? Uh, well, the problem is uh, we, we've got eight people reading, so there's a lot of post production that has to be done. And we're not we're we're not so much waiting as it, you know we're we're starting to split the tracks and set up the different characters and such. But uh, we lost our mixer. Oh, that's right. You were telling me about that. Um, uh, our mixer just it, it started going really weird. Every time you hit an S, you could hear it digitally cracking up because it's a, a FireWire mixer. And we sent it off to get repaired, and they could they channel eight was burned out, which I didn't know about. And you know they they say that they, that it's fixed and it's being held for ransom by FedEx right now. So you know. You know that's delaying us, and the the fact that we've tried to record Chapter Eleven three times now and had equipment problems. So, you know, I think we're going to Chapter Twelve, and I just had uh, my my femme fatale lead, who uh, who was going to show up and uh, and be the evil mastermind. There's a female char- character, so I call her the evil mistress mind. Uh, she just had to back out. Permanently? Well, she's only got one chapter. Oh, okay. She only shows up in chapter 12, and uh, but she's got half the dialogue in chapter 12. And um, I, I need a female that can do a southern accent for chapter 12. Uh, so you still haven't found a replacement for that? No, I just got the notification this, a- this afternoon. Gotcha. So... So that's so that's that's podcast number three. Now podcast number four is Forever Fifteen, right? Right. Forever how, Fifteen. How's that come? It's written by Kimberly Steele. I've delivered, I want to say nine uh, episodes so far, and uh, I did I did two, one right on top of the other because the problem is they're they're done. They're already done. You can actually listen to the book on. But they're not website. on audiobooks.com. No. The the problem is that she recorded with this, the microphone right next to the speaker from her computer. It was a, it's a very noisy environment. She does a fantastic job, but it needs to be cleaned up and it needs to be re-serialized uh, into audiobook format. And uh, after recording all this and putting it up on her website in MP3 format, she broke up with her boyfriend and her boyfriend stole her computer. So she doesn't have the original files, and she doesn't have any equipment to record with. And she doesn't have a boyfriend. Yeah, well... Uh, that's a different matter altogether. Y- if right. your boyfriend steals your computer, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much like dropping the C-bomb when, yeah. when you're in an argument with somebody, and you just don't want to do that. No, not at all. So, anyway, good riddance to this guy, and, and I'm cranking through those as fast as I can. Right. And I want to actually get that done before I seriously dive into the, the real post-production for serving coal. Right. I, I see what you mean. So, yeah. So, so so we're both on real busy schedules. But we are making time for Dragon Con. Oh, yes. Are you on any of the, are you on any of the podcasting panels? Uh, I'm, I'm producing Lancelot Biggs, the pod play. And I'm on, I think, four panels. Which ones? Um, oh, fuck if I know. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to... Can I bet? I don't know if I should bet. It, it's your podcast, man. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, gonna I'm just mixing for you. I'm going to bet. I, I, Derek Cohen, you know, from Skepticality. Stroke Boy. 
What? Stroke. Stroke. Yes. <laughs> the man had a stroke. Okay, I understand this. The man had a stroke. Uh, he released the, the schedule as an Excel file. Uh, it was extremely hard to read. There were a lot of spelling mistakes, grammar mistakes, little things. I asked him, "Look, I am. I will spend some, you know, some time, a couple of hours. I will clean all of this up for you. I will give it back to you in Excel, which a lot of people can't read. I'll give it back to you in PDF, which everyone can read, and I will give it to you in HTML and put it on my website." I did this like two months ago. I spent about two and a half hours working on it. Got it all cleaned up, sent him the file, sent him the URL. Never posted it. And all of the spelling mistakes that I fixed, including my wife's name, are now in the schedule. So my wife, Martha, has lost the H and is now Marta. 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 And there are, I mean, there are a lot of other people's names were spelled wrong. And I, I'm, I'm like, you know, you if, if you weren't going to do it, then don't tell me to spend two and a half hours and then ignore the files. Right. You know, because I did the work, I sent it back, and um, I understand that he's still getting back on his feet mentally and, and all this other stuff, but I did the work, you know? And I, 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 it's, I and well, here would be the. All right, I've meant it. I've meant it. And and you're allowed to. It's your, it's your podcast, my show. But I would say just chalk it up to Dragon Con. Just chalk it up to Dragon Con, and that, what I mean by that is that I didn't even know if I was even. I'm, I don't know if if you go to the website now. I don't even think I'm on the guest list. If you're on the guest list, no one can take you higher. Everybody says I've got great balls of fire. But you get the you, you understand where I'm coming from. I yeah. just don't want to. I don't want to get to registration on Thursday and say hi. I'm T. Morris. I'm like you're who? And then they look me up and I'm not even on the list. I mean, I've gotten confirmation. It took a while, but I got verbal confirmation that I'm going to be there and I'm on the list and I'm in the playbook and all that stuff. Right. But have I heard anything? To, have I heard anything from like? Folks at Dragon Con, have I gotten a packet in the mail with my membership badge? No. Oh, I mean, they don't they don't give free memberships to, to anyone first year. Well, you see, uh, unless I, they're I, like I major guest. See, I wasn't told that. Yeah, I was, see, I followed up and asked. See, no one has told me that. No one the only thing I have been told is that I'm I'm on the guest list. I was told that I'm going to that, that I'm going to be walking in there. I was told that I was going to be extended in membership. That's all I've been told. See, my my problem with it is that I am used to, deal, you know, Mike Benningay and Merle Lafferty are doing the Parsec Awards. Right, right. Derek Colanduno, Swoopy, and I believe Mer are doing the, the scheduling. That was my belief. Well, it turns out that Mer is just doing the Parsec Awards, and I'm sending all of these general Dragon Con queries to Mer and Mike and not getting any response because it's not what, you know, it's not their it's stuff. Not, it's not their stuff, no. But I've tried contacting. I've tried. I've tried con- contacting both Derek and Swoopy. I've gotten maybe two emails from them in the entire for the entire year. The the way they're doing it is through the the, the forum, the discussion board. And you know, I don't think that's an effective way of doing it. That's why when I did the podcasting track for Balticon, which I'll be the first to admit, pales in comparison. We had ten people. We had 
you know, like ten events. It doesn't matter. It was how you direct it. It was how I, you organized. I got, I got personally in touch with everybody, and I made, you know, I made sure everyone was on the same plate because I had people, you know, showing up and backing out. And I, in my case, I was afraid I wasn't going to get enough people, right. and it turned out I had too many people, and you know, well, we made the that most was fine. We made the most. So, you know, but, but again, this is part of where I, go, where I get confused by the organization of, or the organization of Dragon Con. Yeah. And, and, I'm not, and I, I don't want to bite the hand that's feeding me, as far as I know. But, I mean, I found out, like, when I got, when I got the membership confirmed, yeah. I found out that the woman that was confirming the membership is also doing four other things. She's responsible for updating web content. She's also uh, the PR person, so she gets in touch with all the press people. And she does something else. I can't remember what. On top of all that, she's guest relations. And there are a lot of... And this is Dra- one person. DragonCon Dra- is like 30,000 people. DragonCon's a fuckload of people. Let's right. just say that. That's it's a fuckload right. of people. But my understanding is that the, the big media cons, and DragonCon is the biggest East Coast media con I know of. It, it really is. It's, it's probably the equivalent to Comic-Con okay. well, but, for the East Coast. Right, but... My, my understanding is that those are all put on by media companies. So if she's doing four jobs, I'm, I don't know this for certain, but I'm thinking maybe she did, she's getting paid to do this eight hours a day. Nope. It's volunteer. Okay. I know Derek is volunteering because uh, Derek is essentially just bringing them an entire broadcasting right. track. The other thing, too, is that at Comic-Con, I don't know if it's professionally done or not. I do know there are several companies that work that do that, that, that do cons all across the country. Creation Entertainment is yeah. the one that I, I, I know of because I've worked with them in the past. But you know, I I, I don't quite understand how how they pull it off with, with the organization that they have. But I'm just going to roll with it. You know, if I get there and they have my guest membership and then they, or they have my guest packet and they go, "Welcome to Dragon Con," that'll be seventy five dollars. I'm gonna pay it because I mean, I, I, my ass is down you're, in Atlanta. Your I'm, ass is already there. I'm, I'm committed. Be, pre- be prepared to pay. It. Oh, I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm prepared to pay around every corner. I've been told that there are some stars that if you just want a candid photograph of them, they charge you twenty bucks for it. Yep. And you know what? I understand that because being an actor too. Um, if you're not working, but this is a this is a money gig, then you know what? Great. Yep. Um. And my feelings on it are, are fine, you know. If it, it and, and I'm looking. The, the funny thing is that the, the media guests that I'm looking at yeah. aren't the, the, the typical media guests. The people I really want to meet: uh, Grant Imahara. Yeah, and, I saw that. Uh, and Carrie uh, Byron's the MythBuster, the, the build team, the build yeah, team, the big build team, the build team is going to be there. Um, and they they Grant, totally, did you see the latest MythBusters where they did the alarm systems? Fucking phenomenal. They blew it. Great. They blew it. I can defeat the, that motion sensor. I have done it in the past. But no, no, no. No, what I liked was... I the, mean, they did a great job. The, the one that impressed me the most was the thumb. The that, what? The oh, the thumb, thumb print? Scan, breaking the thumb That was cool. That was cool as shit. I, I kicked ass. But no, but, but I want to meet them. I want to meet Grant Wilson from Ghost Hunters. Because I started watching that on a lark. Yeah. And I got so sucked into that because they're not like the other ghost shows. They go in there with one purpose. We are here to debunk. 
whatever you're telling us. And then when they see something that's freaky, I, 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 it gives them a sense of legitimacy. Huh? I really, I, I, I love their show. I love Ghostbusters. I, I, I watched one or two, and, and I, I got, I, you know, I, I just, I got to go with Penn and Teller on this. Exactly how are they calibrating their instruments to look for dead spirits? I mean, these are totally uncalibrated pieces of equipment. No, 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 no. That's according to Penn and Teller. They don't know. We don't see that. You're right. right. But, you know, they probably do that before they fire everything up and get it out. Well, they may, but, you know, some of the stuff that I've seen, quote, uh, other ghost hunters use, oh, oh, is oh, like yeah. their magnetometer straight off the shelf from the hardware store. But, you see, that's, just, that's the difference. I'm getting the impression that the ghost hunters, yeah. they're a little more hardcore. And I and I give you I give you a great example. There was one where this guy was convinced that he was being haunted. Yeah. And um, you know Grant Grant and um, Jason. Yeah. Grant and Jason both go into the uh, go into the house and they're checking it out. And they're going and they go whoa whoa I'm getting a big I'm getting a big energy reading here. Let's get the cameras over here. So they get the cameras and they're going huh okay. Goes, well, what's behind the door? They open up the door and the guy's got exposed wiring. He goes well there's a problem. And then they went down and they sat down with the guy and they said, well, let me sh- let's me let show you what we found. They showed him the exposed wiring. They showed dust in the vents. He goes, this is the cause of your headaches. This is separable. And the, the guy was like, how do you know all this? And the guy was and they, and they just said, we're rotor-rooter specialists. We know this stuff. You know? And yeah. it, was, it wasn't any kind of hocus-pocus. It wasn't any kind of, well, the stars are in line and I'm getting a whisper voice. It was, it was we're rotor-rooter guys. You know? And then they caught this one. They did a lighthouse. And that was some freaky shit. I actually have that on my iPod, that episode. There's a, you actually see on, on this one episode a shadow. You physically see it go up two flights of stairs and then look over the banister. And what gave me even more legitimacy is that the, the ghost hunters had walked that path and walked the stairwell. Yeah. And a motion sensor went off at the top of the steps. That was where you saw the shadow. Motion sensor never went off. Some freaky shit. Man. That is some freaky some shit. Some freaky shit. And um, so, so I, I mean, I remember the first two Ghost Hunters I saw. Yeah. It's like a soap opera. Yeah. They're doing all the internal turmoil stuff, and I was like, eh, I, don't, I don't care about that. But when I, I, I it was, it was like, it was like the way I got hooked on Farscape. They had, a, they had a marathon on the Sci-Fi Channel. They weren't showing wrestling, thank God. And and I, that's how I got hooked. So you know, and also Grant's been on um, Grant's been on uh, Slice of Sci-Fi. He, yeah. he gave a great interview. I, he, I heard the interview, but I don't know. Maybe I'll take another look at it. But uh, Do you I, want to wrap this up? Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, Mouth at work. <laughs> First day with the new tongue. Yes. All right. So uh, uh, everyone who stopped by. To say hello at Worldcon, thank you very much. Uh, I enjoyed all the comments, and um, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't have all the names in front of me right now, so uh, I'm going to just leave that out. But you know who you are. Thank you very much for stopping by and saying hello, and uh, hopefully, uh, we will get to see you all at DragonCon. And remember, folks, you can't control the stimulus; control the response. No music today. Later. 
Farpoint Media, powered by Podango.